Welcome back to another episode of Laser Tag Podcast. Kenobi episode five recap is today. If you haven't listened to the first, was it three episodes? Four, four, three of our episodes, four episodes of Kenobi. I believe that that's correct. Yeah, yes, you're right. I forgot we we doubled up on the first one. One and two were combined. That's right. That's right. All right. So yes, yeah, so this is our fourth one on episode five. Right off the bat, Jake, what's your what's your ranking? It has to be higher. It has to be higher. Uh, it was originally nine out of ten. I'm dropping it to eight out of ten after a long year. Wow. Okay. Um, I think I told you originally eight out of ten. I'm actually going up. I'm going to nine out of ten. Oh yeah. I only have really one big issue with it, which we'll get into. Other than that, this was by far the best episode of the show thus far would you agree with that yeah absolutely um i just think the there's a lot of plot armor in this show um which is star wars in general but a lot of plot plot armor um but we'll get into that you know um jake i'll let you go i'll let you go first here oh we don't have to go we don't have to go in order of anything but you give me some of the reasons why it was your favorite episode what well, was my favorite? Okay. Um, first off, started off strong. Uh, that uh, that opening onto on the Coruscant, on just uh, looking at the back of Padawan Annie right there. Um, and you know, I saw I saw some people kind of complaining that they uh, they didn't age him down or anything. I didn't really care. You know, I was just happy to see him live action and uh, uh, back doing God's work right there. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. I, I loved it. You could tell they didn't de-age him, which is fine. I thought the nostalgia of just bringing him back, Hayden Christensen back, was enough for me. Absolutely. However, I did see it was the day after this episode came out, a random graphic designer de-aged Anakin in about 10 minutes. Looked great. Yeah, it did. So I don't know if Star Wars was just I'd assume this is the way they went just to bring nostalgia of Hayden Christensen back rather than actually de-aging him because they have the capability of de-aging. They just chose not to is what I'd like to think. Yeah, but you also brought up in the last episode that this this budget had half of uh, was it Mando or Boba? Mando. Mando. Yeah. It did, so, but I feel if a random person can do it like that, yeah, Star yeah. Wars, come on. Uh, well, let, let's give them benefit of the doubt, just because uh, that was that was basically immediate erection. Uh, looking at the back of them there. <laughs> um, oh no! We'll, we'll have to drop a not safe for work warning right there. Uh, yeah. uh, but. Um, no, I love that, and just not going any in any particular order here. Um, uh, I loved the. Uh, I loved more of Riva's flashback. Once uh, we we can talk about it a little later, but learning more about what she went through, um, and just I know one one of your uh, your qualms of. Uh, the show and uh, Boba Fett was the sissification of uh, of powerful Star Wars characters. 
that wasn't the case in this episode. Vader was just balls to the wall, uh, menacing, Rogue, Rogue One, uh, just the badass that uh, the comics and, uh, like I just said, Rogue One has made him out to be. Yes, I, I, I am agreeing with you in this episode. They did Vader correctly. Um, it was what I was hoping for the, the first few episodes, which they did a good job on some of those parts, but it was just a little inconsistent in the first few episodes for me. Um, now there's one part, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll get into now what I didn't like about it. And it's actually something you just mentioned about Reva's backstory. Um, so Reva's actually been, I've been on the side that likes Reva so far this season where there's a lot of people who don't like the actor, don't like the character. That's fine. Fine indeed. You don't like someone, that's okay. Yeah. But I have a problem with their backstory now. Because at one point in this show, first off, she says she survived Order 66 by burying herself and lying with the dead younglings, right? That she was that she kind of hid in the dead bodies is what she tells everyone. Yeah. Um, now in this scene, one of the very best scenes in maybe all of Star Wars once again, Vader and her going at it. Vader obviously just toying with her, using the force, not even really fighting her, just absolutely toying with her in battle. She doesn't stand a chance. We know that. And then it comes a scene where he's got the lightsaber coming at her just like Order 66, Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker's coming at her, lunges forward, stabs her through the stomach. And I fully believe, I fully believe that this is the second time now that she's been stabbed by Anakin through the stomach. Yeah. From what they portrayed there, second yeah. time. How in the hell did she survive Order 66 as a youngling getting stabbed by Anakin? Uh... I know you're not specifically looking for an answer from me, but the only thing that I could think of for some type of reason would be uh, what, uh, spoiler alert for those people that listening that haven't seen it yet, uh, Grand Inquisitor coming back, he says that uh, uh, hard paraphrase here, but uh, Revenge does wonders for the will to live. All right, or just a direct <laughs> that works too. <laughs> Were you the voice of the Grand Inquisitor? I might have been. I don't know. Oh, and see, oh. And that's the thing is he does say that, which is the same thing for him. It's the same thing for like Anakin. It's the same thing for Reva. But I'm sorry, I I do not buy that revenge is what a youngling clung to in the moments of her death. I don't uh, buy that. I I do agree that uh, that is some serious plot. Uh, uh, that's that's a big plot armor there. Um, that just doesn't make sense. Because uh, you you can bring up the fact too. She was able to survive as youngling after getting stabbed in the stomach. Qui-Gon got stabbed in the stomach and he was just out in five minutes. He is rolling over in his Jedi grave right now, trying to figure out how she survived this. Yeah. It is unbelievable how many characters are coming back from this when one of the greatest Qui-Gon didn't. 
And maybe, just maybe, Qui-Gon's like, guess what? I am going to tap into the Force after death. So he didn't want to come back. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But it it churns my stomach thinking yeah. about how Reva is just like coming back after that. And she's going to do it again now. She's not dead. We know that. Another part I had an issue with, just cut her head off. Just get it over with Vader. Come on. Don't buy into Disney's suspicion and just do it. Well, I, I think uh, do it. Um, uh, I, I think really the only reason they're going for her surviving the second time is is really because what's what i mean it's a pretty obvious guess uh but she's gonna go to tatooine uh in the next episode but uh i think her only real thing for survival is just to be that final pull for obi-wan out of uh his own gutter uh as it were yeah see i'm torn we know that they've had talks of a reva show which could also be her going to tatooine and we don't see that in the next episode or two you're correct in that episode six is going to be all about her going to tatooine and luke going back there and saving or excuse me, Obi going back there and saving Luke. Yeah. Um, so I'm torn on which one it could be. Um, I, because... I, I hope for God that it's the second one because, I mean, you, you know, I I haven't been on the Riva train this entire okay. time. Yeah. I do. I, I really like the kind of twist that they put in there with her that when she's talking to Obi-Wan, he figures it out. What what her reasoning is um, that she knows Anakin um, and also the reasoning to um, what she's kind of doing and like preying on Vader. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was that she's like hunting Vader. She hasn't had the legit opportunity yet to kind of get her revenge there. Um, so I thought that was an interesting little twist. We kind of all knew that maybe she was going to turn, turn good. There's a redemption side of it. But I don't think we we kind of thought that she was like hunting Vader, hasn't had an opportunity to get revenge yet. So I really like that aspect of her. Yeah. No, that, uh, I'll I'll agree with you there. That that was a that was a sliver of light in uh in, in for what for lack of a better term, uh kind of blah character. For me in this show um but i guess we gotta wait until uh wait until wednesday to see what uh what what they're fully thinking there yeah and a couple of the things i'd like to mention tala dying yeah. well done well done we needed that um yeah. the droid dying i don't understand what the love affair is in star wars with the droid and the counterpart in tala it was the same kind of thing that like Lando had with the droid. Really weird. Yeah, L3. Um, I just don't really like the relationships that these people are having with their droids. Like, <laughs> it's just not not for me. Um, so happy to see both of them go. Um, what we missed out on, which I called for in the last episode, is a Wade funeral. 
Did um, not see that. That that's that's a whole point right there as to why why I dropped it. It would have been ten out of ten for me if yeah. there was a way for you know. That didn't happen. Um, like you mentioned originally, Leia in the little Levent system. Uh, that, that was a, a took way It took too long, and it was when Lola's attacking her. It, it's that that was kind. That was a poor, poor acting choice there. She's like, oh, oh. restraining bolt pops it off, and she's good. Yeah. The other uh, go, going back to last episode and our little conversation on. Um, uh, poor acting choices uh, or poor choices on the cutting room floor. Uh, I kind of wish that Ice Cube Jr. got killed in this episode, in all honesty. Because uh, Lola goes into the vent and, uh, and sabotages the door. Ice Cube and and the um the other rebel woman uh uh they don't talk to anyone just nothing they're standing in the middle of the landing platform there uh Obi Wan comes over what's going on oh the controls aren't responding how the fuck do you know what's going on you you didn't talk to anyone and then I and Ice Cube goes oh. It, by the way, there's a uh, there's a star destroyer just entered the atmosphere. Like, if you're all inside there, how do you know what's going on? Clearly, he's got satellites or something up there. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't a big fan of that either. He's like, oh yeah, the controls aren't responding. And he's just playing with a little doohickey in his hands, <laughs> and like nothing's working. Like, eh, okay, um, yeah. What I I think that goes back to the writing. Like the writing is just kind of bad. Yeah. Um, like it's set up for a cool scene with Vader marching through the freaking freaking doors and chasing after them, and then obviously you see the freaking oh when the spaceship's taken off and he just force grabs the spaceship, which we've seen in other places. We've seen that with Star Killer. We've seen that with Ahsoka, um, Ray, and Kylo. But like first time we've seen Vader do that, that was freaking awesome. Um, and he he. He manhandled it, whereas everyone else struggled. Yeah, he, he did that pretty easily. Um, but I think the overall, the overall like theme of this episode with um, Obi Wan kind of saying you can you can win without a weapon type mm-hmm. of deal, and that was the entire kind of lesson that Obi was teaching Anakin on Coruscant when they were fighting and all that. That. Uh, I think it was portrayed so beautifully in this episode that he once again beats Anakin yep. or Vader without like a weapon and just deception. Um, and I, yeah. th- I think that is going to retcon what what the or not retcon, but uh, make it correct canonically if that's a word canonically. Um, when Vader says in episode four, last time you were but the master and I was the learner, but now I am the master. Right? I think that is going to be referred to now as this is this episode that he was still learning at this episode and, and obi was the master i would i would agree uh that there would be some slight disappointment there um just 
I mean, from from what everyone wants to see and just having a, a true battle between the two, uh, there there would be there would be a sliver of disappointment. But other than that, I, I would be okay with it. Um, That's the thing. I don't think we're gonna see a Vader Obi fight in the last episode. I don't. I think now is the last time they see each other. Oh, yeah, no, that, that would make sense to me with the way the show's uh, been going. Um, but uh, to your point, too, uh, just how it was portrayed beautifully and um, uh, Vader's quote in A New Hope, uh, that uh, he's the uh, last time they met, uh, he was the Padawan, uh, but now he is the master. Uh, just him adapting and utilizing uh, fighting without a lightsaber too uh, against Riva there. Like mm-hmm. he definitely didn't learn that quickly when he was Anakin. But no, not at all. Yeah. Oh man, that Riva fight scene was so good. Like you knew. Obviously, we know Vader's not going to get beat by an Inquisitor, right? That's not going to happen. Like in the in in the games we've seen him absolutely just tear up a inquisitor we've seen yep. him other other times too so man the, the way he just toyed with reva took her lightsaber split it in two just gave it back to her oh, like i was like yes give me more yeah no, that, that was a great scene and just like the callbacks to when he had both both lightsabers the shot of him holding two looks like ahsoka holding two lightsabers I, they did it so perfect. Yep. And, and there was uh, not even that, just what was it, a TikTok I sent you with like three or four more uh, um, comparisons uh, of, uh, of Vader and Ahsoka there. So what was it? It was him standing on the Star Destroyer in hyperspace, yep. which is when Ahsoka found out about Order 66 is that scene. Um, it was the double blade kind of visual it was the force holding a a starship yeah. um those are the three that come to my mind but i, I think there was one more but yeah. i mean regardless it was still just every, every scene with vader was basically a great shot here so hear me out here next episode we were ended we ended this one with reva finding the little little device obviously and uh, now she's she knows Luke's on tattooing the other child. She knows Owen. She knows all that. She's already met them. Yeah. She's clearly thinking of going back there. And then Obi-Wan, he's on the starship. They do not have light speed. Roken lets everyone know that so gracefully. Um, and obviously he says the Empire's right behind us. So is Obi-Wan going to be the one to go back and save Luke? Or could they somehow blow our minds with an Ahsoka Ahsoka appearance? I think it's going to be Obi-Wan. Man. (laughs) I mean, they they could... could go Ahsoka, but I mean that that's gonna that's gonna ruin their first meeting in uh 
uh, Book of Boba Fett there. Um, I don't think it will, because Ahsoka would be meeting a 10-year-old Luke, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that... I don't know if that qualifies as like a meeting for me. Like, would Luke legit remember this person? Um, I, I also don't think so that Ahsoka at this time period knows that Anakin had children, unless she's been in contact with Obi Wan Yoda and all that. So I don't know if she would know the importance of this kid. I don't think so. In all honesty. Um... I, I mean, she doesn't even know Vader's alive, like Anakin's alive. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, was, I'm gonna go with Obi Wan here. That was me just throwing that out there. I, I was like, could they just bring Ahsoka in? She fights Reva, and that's that. No, this is a this is a place for ideas. The other idea I had here is we know Reva's obviously not full strength. Like mm-hmm. she got stabbed again. In the comics, a character that we were just brought into Book of Boba Fett, and that's Black Crescent in the Wookiee, actually has a run-in on Tatooine with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Owen Lars. Could we see a live-action version of this, of Obi-Wan fighting Black Crescent because Reva obviously is not 100%. She hires a bounty hunter to go do the bidding. I think that is more likely, in all honesty. I think it'd be cool to bring in a character that they just introduced us to in Boba Fett and introduce him in an earlier stage of just bounty hunting. Yeah, no, I I think that is, um, that would be a great shot. And I mean, honestly, if we didn't see it in, uh, in episode six here, uh, if those rumors you've seen are true and we get a season two, it, I would say it would most likely happen there too. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think I think they would be missing out on using a character that they brought in on purpose. Like Crescent was brought into Boba Fett on purpose for a reason. And I, I don't know why they wouldn't use a backstory of him um, that is wild, widely known in the comics as as being Black Crescent. Like that's when he was brought into the comics. So, right. I think I'd be amiss if they don't go back and and bring that in. But. Yeah, no, but um, and I mean he he was he was the one badass in Boba Fett in all honesty. So uh, other than yeah. man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but uh, and screw it, I'll give Fennec Shand a hand too. I like her. As a character, yes, her act, some of some of the acting choices in there, her maybe it was the writing choices, they weren't great for me. Yeah, right. I enjoy her. I think she's cool. Uh, but not Black's Black Black Her Santin. Uh that, that would be pretty cool to see live action again. Well, who knows? We're probably a thousand miles away from what's actually gonna happen here. So um I'm still a little just salty that Reva survived Darth Vader twice getting stabbed in the stomach. Yeah, no, that is, that's a stretch. But you'd think he would, uh, he's very, he's really not a quick learner. You'd think he would know that after stabbing her once in the stomach, that you can't do it again. Uh, she's just going to s- survive. Um, well, did he, he remember her as a youngling? 
I don't know. I feel like he did because he, didn't he call her youngling at one point? At the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, after he stabbed her. Okay. I'm pretty sure he remembered that. Um, and then the Grand Inquisitor obviously comes back and takes the little brooch off her. Yeah. Got her speech as usual. Also, here's another thing I'm a little upset about. So, obviously, there's been criticism of the Grand Inquisitor's look and his appearance. And a, a argument for this appearance was that they couldn't do the same look as Revenge of the Sith with his species because it wasn't going to hold up in action shots. Like, it wasn't built for that, and it would have just been clunky and fallen around. This right. dude has had zero ax- action shots. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. Around. So I don't know what they're talking about. Well, maybe we get a little action out of him in, uh, in episode six. We can only hope, because the dude's been a waste of a character. I would agree. I would, he, he has been... He has been less than blah in, in this uh, in this show. Uh, he was only in it for three episodes, but either way, he's been bad. Three episodes, and it was probably what a minute and a half a piece. I mean, I'll give him a little credit. We see him spinning his lightsaber once, once. <laughs> oh, okay, but you you have you have to say that they cut down on the size of his head so that he would be able to move that lightsaber. Exactly. Exactly. Like, at least Ahsoka made sense for uh, season two of Mandalorian. Yeah, she had fighting. She had action. And then the thing is now, like, for the Ahsoka show, they actually made it longer. They uh, redid it a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it is going to be a little bit more longer, kind of like the uh, the TV shows. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm just overthinking the Grand Inquisitor's look again. That's just me going back to that. But that dawned on me this morning. I was like, why why did they have to do that? He has not done anything other than make great. I, I mean, ultimately, I'm I'm still okay with the way he looks. Like I am. It, it's like um, uh, it's like Boba Fett. Uh, not Boba Fett, uh, Cad Bane and Book of Boba Fett. Uh, like, yeah, it's not comic accurate or uh, cartoon accurate, but uh, yeah, they still did a pretty good job for solely doing makeup where, where they could have cheaped out and gone CGI. Yeah, and like, it's, it's impossible to get the look 100% accurate, right? Like, you can't cartoon to live action someone perfect that's just not going to happen so because i mean let, let's be honest too uh his head in the cartoon was probably about this wide and live action like you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna find someone with their head that narrow yeah yeah I'm just thinking Revenge of the Sith was a much better interpretation of that species than this. Um, but what, what can we do? We're going to live with it. We may not even see him again. Who knows? <laughs> Truthfully, like, I, I hope he's in the next episode and does something. But um, It's just weird because I think when I looked it up, he, he was credited for all six episodes. But Yeah, I don't know what they based that off of. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, he makes great speeches. That's uh, he does. Um, I think his his speech, if I remember right, from episode one about like what Jedi are and their their need to help others or whatever. It uh, I, I don't know how I don't remember how, but it applies to Reva and how like hunting Jedi they like sniff themselves out. Like it did it in this aspect too of Reva trying to accomplish her goals and like they hunted her. Like it made perfect sense for her too. And I was like, oh, that was good writing, I guess. Or good. Yeah, no, the Jedi hunt themselves. That was the line. Yeah, and Reva did that exactly in this episode. Yeah, that's a fair point. I was like, all right, that's uh, that's I see that's all he's good for is a good quote here and there. I I also uh, uh, one one of the positive notes about this episode too was um, Obi Wan coming more and more back into Obi Wan's stride and knew exactly what Vader was gonna do each second like like he, it was yesterday that he was just teaching Anakin a lesson yeah it was it was almost like he was still master and it was Anakin his apprentice it wasn't Vader the past 10 years like it, it was almost like they were back together like Padawan master and he knew exactly what was happening I, it was just so well that aspect uh, and, and even Vader knowing exactly what Obi-Wan was going to do, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, this episode in particular had good writing. The overall show I don't think really has, but the theme of this episode specifically was done very well. I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. Um, I will say this episode has jumped the series for me over Boba Fett right now. Okay. It was below it, is now above it. I would, uh, I would, I think I always had it above Boba Fett, um, because, I mean, to your point, they sissified him, but at the same time, like he was, he's always kind of been one of my favorite characters. So, like, another point that you've always said, may hate it, but it's Star Wars, so I still love it. Exactly. I don't hate, yeah, you may hate it. I don't hate any of this, but it's just not always the best, but I still love it. It's, it's my, it's my movie series. It's my hobby, you know, and I love it. I love every bit of it. Absolutely. But we can still criticize it. Even, even in the most passion and love that we have for people, for things, we still have criticisms. I was married, I would still criticize my wife and she would know that that's coming out of love. <laughs> I, I criticize my girlfriend sometimes. Exactly. It's all out of love, though. It's, it's for them. Oh, thank God she doesn't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> and in the same aspect, thank God the Star Wars doesn't listen to us all the time. It would be bad. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to this next episode. A little sad that it's coming to an end. Um, but then we got until, I want to say, what is August 31st? Is the Andor show coming out? That sounds right. August 31st, Andor. I don't think the hype's as big for this show, um, but I think it's going to be a good show. I, I don't I don't think the hype is any hype, honestly. Yeah. I mean, for... Rogue One, he he was 
he was another character. It was oh, you know, he he died. Yeah. Oh well. In in Rogue One too, like I think we all kind of knew they were gonna die. Like they're not in any of the other movies. Yeah. So we didn't have an attachment to them because of that aspect. Um, That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I mean, I'm okay with any any show that's set in between uh, A New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. So uh, I think it's going to show another aspect of being dumbasses and uh, a lot of the Empire being a bunch of sissies. So I'll hate it for that reason, but I'll still love it. How how would you react if they, they went on the the trend? Like, say they started this with Rogue One, Cassin supposedly dies in the Death Star's mini blow-up of uh, Scarif there. And he just comes back <laughs> something later. It's like four hours later and he's just like awaking out of the ocean <gasps> and like holding Jin's body. <laughs> I would lose it. I'd be done. I w- Human body I- can definitely survive that. And, and the sad thing is they would somehow find a way in like Mando season 15 or something to bring Cassian back in that and be like, oh, there he is, the old Republic general. Oh, I would hate that. Now there's zero chance he's alive. Zero. <laughs> the worst part about it is they're going to bring like Inquisitors into this show somehow and he's just going to light them up at some point, just hand to hand to hand combat. He's just going to light these Inquisitors up and it's going to make me lose hair. It, How many Inquisitors are there, do you know? I want to say like 15 or something like that. There's a lot. Because I I feel like I didn't... feel like I knew seven, and that was about it. So the highest number, the ninth sister, is the big one from Fallen Order. Um, That's the highest number that I know of. But I know I've I've heard that there is about fifteen, if I'm recalling right. Okay. Then the eighth brother is the one that flies away during that mall temple scene and dies because his his uh, lightsaber can't support the helicopter thing anymore. It breaks and he falls. That's the eighth brother, um, dumbass. Um, you get third sister, fifth brother, second sister is also the one in Fallen Order. Um, those are the only ones that are actually in shows and whatnot. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see the 14th sister here sooner or later. Um, probably getting lit up by Cassian. That's my uh, prediction for the show. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll give you five bucks if it actually happens. <laughs> I swear if it happens, I'm walking out. I can't do it. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. We're down to a minute left here on the clock. Best episode of Kenobi so far. Um, go back and watch it if you haven't. I don't know why you'd be listening this far if you haven't seen it. That's the one thing. So, um, Jake, always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, pleasure is mine, man. And we will be back next week. We got an hour and a half, hopefully an hour and a half, and they didn't just tease us with that number of Kenobi. It's probably going to be like 25 minutes. Oh, It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like... Uh when they were supposed to drop the trailers two different times and they just gave us nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, man. Hour and a half. If it's not an hour and a half, I'm going to riot. I'm going to go down to Disney, Star Wars, Lucasfilm and pitchfork the place. Um, So, yeah, that'll do it.
catch us next week for episode six and a whole season recap. And as for now, peace out, Dutch guys.